entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Your Palace, Your Place. I'm Sherry Marcucci, Marketing and Public Relations Officer at the Palace Theater, and I I love to be here uh, every first and third Friday of the month to um, talk all things Palace, but not only that, Your Palace, Your Place is just that, a place where you can get information about other arts events going on in the not only the region, but the state. As well as in New York, what's the latest and greatest coming or on Broadway? We also have a chance to talk to you about some charities and good works happening. So it's like a, a almost a hodgepodge of things because we want you to feel that your palace is your place to find out not only great entertainment on our stage, but just great things about Greater Waterbury in the state of Connecticut. So with that, I want to just um, talk about a few things that are coming up. First of all. Of course, it's Mother's Day this weekend. Guys, if you're not, if you haven't been paying attention, I know some of you might be asleep at the switch on this, but uh, you don't want to forget to take your wife or your loved one and make sure your kids remember, you know, to do something special for mom. And one of those special things, of course, it's one of the biggest days in the restaurant industry. Mother's Day, whether it's for breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, um, it's a wonderful time to give her a break. And I know, guys, now you're in the kitchen, too, so I don't want to be sexist about this, but moms, I think, deserve just a chance to be adored and waited on. So I would recommend one of our many restaurant partners um, that we work with for our Entrees and Encores program, and I will tell you that they will be jamming, so be, be dolls and make your reservations ahead of time because, you know, they are working hard to make Mother's Day a wonderful treat for everybody. So our partners are D'Amelio's and La Tavola, which you can find right up on Highland Avenue here in Waterbury. Diorio's, which is a venerable institution right here in downtown Waterbury. Nino's out in our East End, along with uh, Vossi's and Spartan over here in the west side of town. Pies and Pints, also downtown and in Middlebury, and now even in Oxford, for those of you who um, might not have been aware of that. Verdi which is a wonderful new eatery uh, Tony D'Amelio has opened up in the old uh, in the golf course, in the Western Hills golf course, and our newest member, Moho, for Nuevo Latino Cuisine, a wonderful restaurant on East Main Street right here in Waterbury. Hope I didn't forget any, but I think I got them all in. So make your reservations, take mom out, and enjoy the day being uh, a family. I think that's what Mother's Day really is all about. And I want to just remind you about some upcoming things coming to the palace. One is that... For those of you who haven't tried it out, don't know about it, our jazz series is just a fabulous, fabulous addition to our offerings. It's uh, once a month on a Friday. There's two shows. And next Friday night, the 20th, we have a show coming up with James Montgomery. James Montgomery is a musician's musician. He's played with everybody that's notable. But his music, many of you know his music, 
you don't want to miss these types of shows. We are just so, you know, working with New England Arts. Um, we are um, Mike Gao, who will be on uh, in our next edition of our show. We are really fortunate to have this kind of product, being able to offer it to you in our Polite Club. So if you like jazz, you're not sure, you, you've been hearing about this, come. Come next Friday evening. Just call ahead for tickets because the shows do sell out because it's in a small, intimate setting of our Polite Club. Again, two shows next Friday. And then and then um, we also have uh, that same weekend on Sunday, we have our Disney show, Music, Magical Music from the Movies. And that's in the afternoon, which is a lovely time to come out to see a show. And this show is a Broadway-style show. It has four singers that will be singing all the tunes from those iconic uh, Disney movies that we all love, um, adults and children. And I think sometimes more adults than children. And um, there will be a backdrop, multimedia, so you'll see clips from those movies you love. And it's, it's a wonderful show. This has been touring all over the country. So if you love those kinds of shows, you're a Disney you know, freak, <laughs> and I say that in respect, um, then you'll want to come out and see the show. And there is a special offer, so if you're calling in for tickets, be sure to ask about the discount for kids, because there is a special um, discount. This is a show you can take the whole family. Too. So um, I, I hope that you'll um, uh, look it up, come and see it, and enjoy the special moments from those Disney movies that we all love. And now I'm going to turn it over and I'm going to welcome, because we have we have a crazy morning here. We have uh, a guest here who actually is a doctor and needs to kind of do our show and get back to his practice and do surgery so and um, we're gonna we're gonna do that segment so we flip things around a little bit but first I want to welcome our development officer at the Palace Theater Natalie Lawler good morning Nat. good morning Sherry <laughs> all this and talk about food already we're talk about food <laughs> and fun and and uh, and Palace 10.1 that's what we're gonna talk about which Absolutely. is coming up next Friday yes Friday May 13th starting as early as five o'clock we're gonna rock the dock okay all right and with natalie she's brought one of the um people who will be providing some of the entertainment dr richard grishka did i say that correctly you did, yeah. all right all right and he is uh, a veterinarian with a very uh, successful practice in prospect correct and um he does have a doggy waiting for him it's a dog a few of them yes a few of them <laughs> waiting for their surgery so we're gonna we're gonna get doctor um to talk a little little bit about the Eagles tribute band that he's a member of, E2, which will be performing on the dock that will kick off the, the evening. So, Natalie, take it away. Tell us a little bit about what's going on next Friday. Well, you know, Sherry, you said your palace, your place. What we're going to do is we're going to take our place and show how you could change the building into something that is fun, funky, eclectic, and we have six different areas and, and several different performers that are going to be uh, a part of the evening. Beginning at 5, as I mentioned, we'll be rocking the dock from 5 to 8, 6 o'clock, from 6 to eight, we have a, a Tuscan Lounge in the Grand Foyer with two performers, Marissa Famagletti and uh, Shay Applin, husband and wife, uh, that will be doing some uh, Italian-flavored uh, music. <laughs> and then uh, in the Polite Club from 7 to 11, we have a Broadway performer that'll be coming in, uh, Trevor McQueen. And then if anybody attended or heard about the Saturday Night Fever Party, uh, we have a local DJ who uh, in, the, in the daytime is at the YMC 
YMCA, but uh, years ago was a DJ, Jim O'Rourke, will be uh, getting us uh, dancing up on the stage, which is going to be very exciting. Um, we have um, uh, some surprises uh, in store for that that segment of the of <laughs> Oh, the I can only imagine what that might be. <laughs> Let me just interrupt you for a second, yeah. just because as Natalie is talking about this, and you know, it's making, I hope people get their dancing shoes dusted off and want to come out and have some fun and play. This event we did last year for our 10-year anniversary, it was the inaugural year, and people were so blown away that they were begging for us to do it. Oh, can't you do this again next month? And of course, uh, something like that that you put together takes a year's worth of planning and to execute on that level. So I just wanted to remind folks that if you came last year, you know you loved it, and now you need to bring your friends who missed it, and don't be one of the ones who misses it. So Nat, what else? What else? Well, we also thought it'd be nice to bring a little country flair in, and so we have a Nashville artist, A.J. Jansen, in the country bar that's going to be She's well known. Yes. 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 So we're we're excited about that. And then, by popular demand, the Keys to the City Dueling Piano Show will cap off the night. Wow. Wow. I can't wait. It was so much fun last year. And I'll tell you, the 5 o'clock segment, where it kicks off on the loading dock, is so funky and just different. There were food trucks, and you have, we'll have that again. Absolutely. We have um, our partners with Frankie's, Dominic and Pia's, Hardcore Sweet Cupcakes, and then, of course, we'll have just a little bit of offering in the way of a bear garden. <laughs> just a little bit. And we'll have some rockin' music provided by E2. Now, Dr. Grishka, Richard, yes. um, you have been a member of this band. Tell us a little bit about the backstory of E2. It's an Eagles tribute band, right? Yeah, so we started out, some of the fellas in the band, uh, five of us started out a number of years ago in a, a band in the 90s, in 1997. We began to play together, Dick Brundage, uh, Gary Cook, myself, and we did original music back then that Dick Brundage had written, and we did that for a number of years, and after a while decided uh, to do a little change and hooked up with some other local musicians, and we talked about doing a tribute band, doing some sort of, we looked at uh, doobies, we looked at a bunch of things, and ultimately settled on, on the Eagles, doing the Eagles tribute. So that, that's been our focus for approximately 10 years now, maybe a little over 10 years. Wow. Now, and sadly, this is timely that we're having the yes. Eagles band because, of course, the... the um Wonderful and um, very loved. Um, Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry, thank you. <laughs> Glenn Fry has passed away. Yeah, past well, we year, were so. all certainly saddened by his loss. Uh, he yeah. was uh, the more and the more now. We've been doing a lot of work to uh, learn some new tunes from his solo work. And the more we've done, the more we've discovered how much he has done and what what a variety and, and the amount of music he's contributed is just phenomenal. And, and to just many different styles, he's done a lot of wonderful things. Now, when you, you know, go to do someone else's music and some some you know group that's you know well loved, how how do you interpret that? Make it your own, or you know, is there a sense of oh my gosh, I need to do justice to this? Well, yeah, unfortunately, I've 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 had the great fortune of playing with some very talented musicians and uh, many of them with great ears to pick out every little, little detail in these things. So, of course, the Eagles being the E2 tribute is um, we have 
four lead vocalists, actually six people that sing. Uh, every detail is is there. So every we try to make sure every guitar part, every vocal part, every little detail, and a couple of Dick Brundage, Bruce Pettinici, John Fleur, Gary Cook, all the fellas there in the band. Dan, we have Dan um, Platt on keyboards, Alan Jean Favors, our percussionist, Frank Slimmer's lead guitarist. Every one of those guys contributes to make sure that all the details are there. And I, you know, as you mentioned, the the members of your brand, band. One, I want to just um, give a shout out to if you're an alum of Wilkett High School class of 1973, <laughs> um, Gary Cook, who's one of our classmates. And so, if you're listening to this, and Gary was one of our class officers, well liked, player. Yeah, he's a great guy. And so, if you're you know out there in Wilkett or the surrounding towns, and say, oh, I'd love to, I'd love to come to that because I'd love to you know hear Gary. Which I never, I know Gary, I think, played trumpet. Saxophone. Saxophone in high school. So I sort of knew he was a musician, but the, the next time I saw him, um, as a musician was when you guys came to our motorcycle event a few years back yes. at the Palace to help us out that way. And, and I uh, bet he's played with 15 other bands before Oh my before goodness. E2. So. Wow. So so I know at least um, I, I've heard the band. I can vouch if you're listening audience, I can vouch for these guys are the real deal. Um, Dr. Grishka, you're very modest. You're, t- you're oh, kind of downplaying you. your talents, but you know, in having heard them, they're fantastic. So if you're an Eagles fan, you're going to love this part of the evening. So, Nat, what what else now? What else do you want people to know about the food? Because there is plenty of food at this event. <laughs> well, because and drink. Because we start off so early at 5 o'clock, um, you know, some people are coming straight from work. We, we really do want to make it a full evening for, for everybody and, and get a, a, a great experience. So, as I mentioned, the, the dock will have the uh, food trucks, and then at 6 o'clock we're going to be uh, turning the Grand Foyer into a Tuscan lounge where, of course, you know, we have to have um, people that are our partners participate and D'Amelio's is coming through with some pastas and so is La Cupola Restaurant and Inn, Napoli's Foods, Brooklyn Bakery Bread, we have an olive oil dipping station, uh, ProVendor Catering is doing um, some uh, cheese bombay. So, And that's just to get us, like, wet our whistle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's oh, just the beginning, of course, folks. Of course, of course, of course. Because after that, uh, we worked uh, with Emily's uh, catering group, and, and Rick is fabulous. And, he uh, is that, absolutely. I'll tell you, yeah. there's going to be a full buffet um, that'll be happening really at the same time. So if you want to nibble and have a nice glass of wine and some antipast, you can do that. But if you'd prefer to you know, have some pork tenderloin or chicken with some fine salads, uh, you can do that as well. I think that's one of the nice things about the event because once the inside opens up so it, we start out outside it's almost like you're having a little patio tease yeah, some people never left that area by the way last year they That's loved true. it out there but then we open up the rest of the venue and you're you're free to roam and partake in the food and the entertainment the way you want to as you want to timing wise so people are all over the place at all different times my wife and I attended this last year and um, it was we, we, we were going to leave early because we had things to do and then we came out we were heading out and the 
pianos were playing in the lobby. Well, we stayed till closing time, and and our comment was, it was like that was like the best party we've ever attended. And talk about bang for your buck. I, where are you gonna for that price? Where are you gonna get all that music, all that food, all that beverage? Uh, you can't have more fun for 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 that kind of money. I tell you, I we really we said every year, and you know, and it just so happens this year we're playing, and that, that was a surprise to us. But you know, we we knew we were attending whether I was playing or not. So uh, looking yeah. forward to it. That's yeah. a great endorsement. We appreciate that. And and Doctor, you you mentioned something important, Natalie. This is a fundraising event for our nonprofit organization and one of the many activities that you you know spearhead yeah actually as we're coming off a give local campaign which I'm sure the whole community heard about this is um, another leg in what we do in the way of fundraising so it's a special event that we want people to have fun but also know that that money that you're donating goes back to the organization uh, to the Palace Theater we have to raise 50% of our revenue does come from fundraising and grants and that's this a good is just one of it. Point now, and I don't mean to trip on your words, but we're we're getting close on time, and I want to make this point that people think a that we're a commercial venue like, like like the Oakdale, for instance. We are not. We are a nonprofit performing arts center. Number two is that our shows, our ticket sales pay for only the show. So when you come to see a show, we hope we sell enough tickets to mm-hmm. pay for that production. The operation to make, be able to do all that. To keep is the lights going. Keep and the uh, lights on. Everything that's, clean. That falls on Natalie and Frank Tavera's shoulders, our, our CEO. So, um, and, and the rest of the team, of yes. course, but they spearhead in our board, certainly. Um, but I wanted the, you know, the audience to understand that because I don't think that message is always clear to the layperson. You know, we need to reiterate it often. And one thing, too, because we have so many wonderful partners, and um, as I'm uh, talking here about all the fine food and things, I want to let you know that we do this with only less than 20 cents on the dollar goes to the event. So I work uh, in conjunction with you know the rest of the team to make sure that we are getting as much in the way of things complimentary or traded. We um, we're very very fortunate. Um, even the entertainment is you know working with us and um, certainly um, donating time. And we just um, we really appreciate it. But I, I I know people you know will walk in and say for seventy five dollars, wow is that really going back to the palace? And my answer is yes, it absolutely is. And and we're proud that we're able to uh, put on an event of this magnitude and also um, do it with most of the money that goes back to to the to the cause. All right, Natalie. You, I mean, there's so much more we could talk about. If you're listening, I mean, well, you are listening, and you want more information, go to the Palace Theater's website, palacetheaterct.org, where you can find information. You can call our box office, 203-346-2000, and just... Do yourself a favor. Don't be one of those people who gets a call next Saturday uh, from a friend or neighbor or colleague who says, oh, my God, you missed the best, best party ever. So it's your palace, your place, Palace 10.1. We'll be back in two minutes. 
It's time to spring forward with the new and leave the winter behind. What better way to do that but to remodel your home or business? Hi, I'm Lucy Santapetro, the Office and Financial Manager at Sullivan Brothers Remodeling. And when you call, I'm generally the first person you talk to. I schedule your free estimate and help throughout the project in any way I can. If it's on the inside or the outside of a home or business, we design it, we build it, we remodel it, we do everything but live in it. The enjoyment part we leave to you. No job is ever too small or too big. Whatever your home or business remodeling needs, Sullivan Brothers has been serving the community for nearly 30 years. You'll find our talented staff extremely pleasant to work with, if I should say so myself. Call for your free in-home estimate or visit our beautiful showroom located at number one Wilkett Road on the Waterbury Wilkett Town Line. 203-879-4555. Sullivan Brothers, your one-stop building and remodeling center. April, the exciting game of Kino is coming to Connecticut. And if you're a business owner, it can be fun and profitable for you. Learn more about the profits, prizes, and possibilities by calling 866-428-KINO or visit ctlottery.org. Please play responsibly. 1320 AM, WATR, 930 in the morning, and we have 48 degrees. This time and temperature is brought to you by the Savings Bank of Danbury. Get your mortgage done your way at Savings Bank of Danbury. Apply online at sbdanbury.com. Savings Bank of Danbury, equal housing lender. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. And now back more with Sherry Marcucci, your hostess with the most assistances here at WATR. Thank you, Tom. And some people might have been wondering where you were. I was at my desk doing work. I know. You're a busy man today, and you've got some in and out stuff going on. But I've come back in. Well, I wanted you here because our next segment, this is a segment brought back by popular demand. (laughs) 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 I'm demanding. Uh, Yeah, who's demand? (laughs) No, but I have Stu Brown here, who, as many of you um, might remember, he is um, a dean over at UConn, uh, dean of student affairs. And okay, that's good enough. And he also, and this is where our interest is primarily, he has his own podcast called On Broadway. And Stu is also um, an outer critic circle reviewer here in um, Connecticut and goes into New York like all the time. Too often. And I mean all the time. <laughs> and in fact, ran into you, Tom, shooting well, with Barbara Davitt. I was driving um, Miss Daisy. I was. I had Barbara Davitt. We did, she was also a member of the same esteemed organization. So when I can, I bring her into the city. And we are in to see She Loves Me. And I'm talking to Barbara during the mission. I'm looking at Stu and thinking, I know this guy. This guy looks <laughs> and he's looking at me thinking, that Tom shoot. So we, then we had a great conversation during intermission and, and quickly see, after the interesting show. people you meet in the theater. Right next to each other. It's, it's right. all, uh, of course, my daughter was with me, and I was saying to her, I think I know that person. And she's like, Dad, please don't. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> yes, wow. that happens. But and, see, and we ended up talking. You two, you two are, in, as in Italian, they call chiacchierons. You know, <laughs> like to talk. So anyway, as, as do I. And I'm not Italian. But anyway, um, so Stu, I invited you back because... 
he is what I call a theater savant. He, and, and we know some, a few people like that. Tom, you're good, but the person I'm thinking of is Ralph Cantito. Oh, gosh, yes. You could say one yeah. thing, and he mm-hmm. knows. And, and I think Trish is good, too. Trish Torello. I think here. he has seen every single Broadway musical He's ever amazing. Done. So I want to play Stump, Stump Us, okay, and Stump um, we're going to give the audience an opportunity during this segment as well we to call in. And um, our next guest after this segment is sitting here with us because I need, I said, we might need your brain power, Charlie Monaghan. So, um, so Charlie's in studio with us as well, and he's going to talk about his. He's late. written a Broadway he, musical. Yes, he has, but we're going to talk all about that later. So, Broadway, so anyway. where is that Broadway? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Stu, you're on. Oh, goodness. How are you going to stump nice us? Nice to see okay. you again, Stu. Nice to see you, Tom. Well, I, I thought uh, since the Tony Awards were just announced mm-hmm. that we do some Tony trivia. And Hopefully, these will be easy questions to start off with, okay. and we can vary, but I have many, so I can just take over the whole show and be here until about noon with We know that, trivia, but, but um, we only have a few minutes. Okay. To. Well, I did tweet out, uh, the palace uh, tweeted about my appearance, and mm-hmm. I said, oh, I'm looking forward, and by the way, here is a, a hint, or here is a, the first question. So, uh, Hamilton was just nominated for 16 Tonys, and that is now a record. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 Tony nominations. Mm-hmm. What musical has won the most Tony Awards? Was it the producers? Was it the producers? Okay, if not, no, no Googling. I'm not yeah, Googling. No, okay, not yes, Googling. yes. You know, I think... Tem- you said yes? I said yes. I yes. think, yeah. What do yeah. I win? Uh, ding, ding, Quit ding. ding. You, uh, I don't know. Right uh, a Yukon Waterbury mug. Uh, <laughs> okay, good. That's good. So, That's good. Well, a Pals pen. We'll get you a Pals pen. Thank you. Pen. I'll give you a W.I. Tahar okay. pen. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, now, I was looking at the uh, Tonys for Hamilton, and I believe if they win everything, they will now, they will have 13, because they have, uh, in the acting categories, they have uh, uh, a couple of people in each category, so they can't win 16. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally think they should not win all of them because the Best Actress Award should go to someone else. But that's another story. All right, so for your bonus question. Okay. So the producers won 12. What show did it surpass? Oh. Oh. With, and that show won 10. Oh, Tony's. I know. Gone with the Wind. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> wrong genre. Uh, wrong genre. Um, oh, What's the wait, other show um, that it surpassed? I just... Re- how about... I just read about this. I'll say it's from the 60s. Oh. Was it Fiddler? No. Okay. Oh, I know. Same time period. Hello, Dolly. Well, ding, ding, ding. Right. Ding, 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 ding. One and one, baby. Ding, ding, ding. I, almost, I almost said hello, Dolly. No, but, but, but you, you know, didn't. I, I didn't. did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll go to an easy one now. Okay. okay. Which person has hosted the most Tony Ward telecasts? Oh, um... Hugh Jackman? Angela Lansbury. Angela, I'll bet. Sorry, Tom. Yes, Angela, Angela Lansbury. Yay! Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, you're good. Yes. <laughs> double dings for All you. Right. Wow. Okay, well, I got double we're going to have to start going a little more, a little harder. Okay. No, don't. Okay. Uh, what individual, individual has won the most Tony Awards? Ooh. What individual has won the most Bob Tony Fossey. Awards? Bob Fosse. 
No, Bob Fosse actually is the answer to which choreographer has won the most with eight, okay. but which individual? Individual. Are we saying uh, the acting category or the individual? Oh. No, acting. Think of that. So no. you, they could have won in multiple categories. Yes. Yes. Oh. oh. Who's that mm-hmm. woman? That one. Uh, Audra McDonald. <laughs> No, Audra, she's the answer to another <laughs> trivia uh-huh. question of uh, which individual has won see, the most, Tony. This is why my husband hates to play Jeopardy with me, because I, <laughs> I always see. shout out multiple answers. All right, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Uh, as you said, mul- uh, different mm-hmm. uh, categories. Yeah. Uh, producing, directing are some of the yes. categories. Oh, producing. And there is actually a potentially new musical based on this person's work, which I think is actually... Merrick? Trying... Is it Merrick? No, but you're getting warm. Oh, it's one of those. One of those. Oh, so it's not, not Merrick. Merrick. Oh, um, gosh. Oh, God. I'm a blank. Mm. Charlie, any... I got nothing. Uh, All right. <laughs> Charlie's got okay. nothing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Hal Prince. Hal yes. Prince. And you know, I want it. I have a Hal Prince story. You do? Oh. Hal Prince actually has been to the Palace in Waterbury. Really? Because, and I, I, I hope I don't get all the details wrong. It's, it was predates the year before I worked there. So it was during that first season or before the first season opened. And Evita was playing somewhere else but needed a place to tech. And so he came... Yes. To and and with the the tour and to see the tech and he said to Frank, Frank has told us the story, Frank Tavera, our CEO, that did we realize what a jewel we had here in Waterbury. Oh yeah. Um, that this was a magnificent house. So um, so anyway, that's wow. our help instructor. Well he won uh, let's see, eight for directing, eight for producing, two is the producer of the best musical and he has won three special. Tony Awards. Ah, so that's the 20. Okay. All right. All right. Now, this is a multiple choice. Okay. Okay. And I don't now, know if this was maybe for the. We're going to call if in. If you want to call okay. in. Because so, since there's. So let, let's invite our listeners. Okay. If you're enjoying this little trivia on Broadway. Well, the theater, pressure's on. Give us a call at 203. 203- 757-1320, and you can win a pair of tickets to an upcoming palace presentation. Can, can I enter? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, right. Right. so give us a question. So eight performers have won the Tony and then later the Oscar for the exact same role. Example, Joel Grey. Yes. Tony for okay. Cabaret, and then he won the Oscar for the same role. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are now seven other people in Broadway history, mm-hmm. both play or musical. They won the Tony for their role, and then when it was made into a movie, they won the Oscar for the exact do same role. So wait. do we have to name all of them? Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking... I'm saying Barbara wanna, Streisand. Yeah, wanna, me too. Barbara Streisand. Yeah, I, I was saying Minnelli. people want to just, you know, because there's oh. so many. No, not Liza. Um, no. But, okay. Well, you're both wrong so but no far. no Barbara Streisand either? <laughs> no, you're both wrong. Well done. Oh, not Barbara Streisand? Well... For Funny, for funny girl? girl? No. No? Okay. So we've got a caller, oh, right? Wait, 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 wait. No. Do we? We don't have a caller. I think we stymied Stu on that one. You know... Did she win... Did she have a tie with... Yes, she tied yes, with Catherine. Well, you know, Hepburn. according to the Tony Award trivia, it's not in there. So I'm, I well, will put that aside as an asterisk oh. because maybe she didn't win outright. 
She tied with Catherine Hepburn. She did, Hepburn. but right. gee, yeah. she said they All both right. should still be acknowledged. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. according to my notes, no. Okay. All right. Well, we have a, well, we have we a special answer. we don't have a, a caller? Oh, now we have a caller. Did All we right. just give the answer away? Though? Well, well, there's I, no, there are oh, many okay. others. So, there's okay, many callers, others. So, callers. Caller? Okay, I'm going to put the caller oh, I, on. I guess I have to Good morning, caller. Yes. Uh, good morning and welcome to the <laughs> Sherry Marcucci moment. Yes. <laughs> You're a Palisher place. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, do you have an answer to this category? Barbara Streisand. <laughs> uh, no, we're... <laughs> we, we, there's some, there's, we've said there's that. There's contention with that, there's, there's, but I think yeah. we're going to, according to my notes... I think I'm going to, I don't know. My I think we got to say that's All right. the answer well, is yes. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but do you have another um, one? Because there's about five or six there's answers. There's another seven answers. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're going to have to give it to him because I, obviously okay. he didn't hear us talking about right. it. And we have some other. All right. Um, Tom, we need yes. to get this person's name and phone number. Okay, we're going to put you on her hold. address. Okay, hold there. So for don't a go sec. away. Don't go away. Okay. I feel like one of the uh, faculty graded <laughs> the final exam where the student yeah. says, "No, no, no." Isn't that we have two other lines. We one more. Do you want them? We want one more. You want one more? Yeah. One, two, three. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay, I'll just take the next one that came in uh, in order. W A T R. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. Was it Patty Duke? Oh. oh no! But you're really, really close with that answer. Oh, yes. I know the oh, answer. Oh, I know the answer. No, wait, wait, <laughs> caller. Wait, caller. Yes. Do you know? There's another. I'm going to give you another chance because I think it's the same uh, production, right? Yes. Yeah. Miracle Worker. Yeah. Yes. 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 And who starred in it? Oh Lord, I could see her face, who's, and I can't remember. Who is uh, Mel Brooks's wife? Yeah. They didn't oh. match. Oh, my Lord. A.B. Oh. The Graduate. A.B. Mrs. Oh, Robinson. Yes! Yes! yes. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Oh, we're we gonna, have two winners now. We're going to take your we're name and you um, address and we'll... Johnny K., here. can you get line one and two for us, please, and see who they are? and get the, You want name and address on name line Name and one address, and two? phone number, so we can okay, get hold in touch on line with one them and two. to Mr. get Johnny them some, K. some just quickly give the other answers? We have one, 30 seconds. Okay, well, Yule Brenner, King and I. Wow. Uh, Rex Harrison, My Fair Lady. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, Paul Schofield, Man for All Seasons, Shirley Booth in Comeback Little Sheba, mm-hmm. Jose Ferrer, Cyrano de Bergerac, Jack Albertson. The subject was roses. That was the tough oh, one. Wow, you know. that's a well, it was. Yeah, oh, but it was. Well, here's, here's one that I'll, I'll give you, but I won't give you the answer, and you'll have to look it up on Google. Okay, okay. here we go. Only one person in Broadway history was a cast replacement, and that cast replacement was got the nod for a Tony nomination, not the person who originated it. Wow. Oh, that's, that's a good one. one person. You know, that's Stu, juicy. I'm having so much fun. I want to know, do you rent yourself out for parties? Because I do. You, he does. And I'm, and I'm house trained. Okay, that's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Stu, thank you so much once again. You know, Wait, we're going we we to have Stu back. We uh, didn't give the answer. We, no, we have to we have to look it up, he said. Oh, we, oh, we have to look I, it up? I can tell you off air. Okay, yeah, all right, all right. Maybe. We do need to take a break because I want to make some great time uh, and spend some good time with our upcoming guest, Charlie Monaghan. So stay tuned. After this break, we'll be back. Can you take one minute? Because I see Barbara Davitt's on line three. Oh, she may have yes. a, She may have something important right. to bring to the Good to morning, the Barbara. Hello, Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. No, I guess she called in and then hung up. All right, Barbara. (laughs) So I tried, Barbara. All right. Coming up more with... More with Charlie Monaghan after these breaks. 
entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place. cordially invite you to join your family, friends, co-workers, classmates, and business partners at the 2016 Earth Day Cleanup on Saturday, May 7th, with a rain date of May 14th. We'll meet at Sears Automotive Parking Lot at 8.30 and enjoy Dunkin' Donuts provided by the Batista family. You'll receive water provided by Crystal Rock and a ticket for a hot dog lunch at the Watertown Avenue Frankie's. Bags and gloves will be provided as we span the city, giving it a good spring cleaning. We all know there are people who are thoughtless and careless, littering our city. So we all need to come together to make Waterbury the clean and welcoming place that we deserve to have. Thank you from the Litter Control and Beautification Commissioners and the Honorable Mayor Neil O'Leary. See you there. How would you like to have a rewarding experience and earn $1,000 a month besides? Host a Chinese student as they attend one of our local high schools. Chinese students between the ages of 14 and 17 will be arriving in Greater Waterbury to attend local private high schools for 10 months. AIEP, that's Apex International Education Partners in Watertown, is looking for host families to provide a bedroom, meals, and transportation to and from school. Host families receive a $1,000 monthly stipend per student, and you can host up to two students at a time. Students will be studying at Chase Collegiate, Holy Cross, and Sacred Heart High Schools. Bring diversity to your home, earn additional income, and develop lifelong relationships. Learn more about hosting by calling AIEP in Watertown at 203-992-2437. Once again, that number is 203-992-2437. The rewards are bountiful. Hi, it's Casey Curdy from Naugatuck Valley Radiology, here to give you the big picture on vein treatment. Did you know that over 80 million people suffer from varicose and spider veins? They can be painful, and when left untreated, they may lead to more serious conditions like blood clots and skin ulcers. Many vein centers focus on making your legs look better. But at NVRA, our goal is to give you great-looking legs by treating the underlying problem. Dr. Gregory Gersten provides each patient with an individualized treatment plan tailored to meet their needs. Our full-service vein center provides consultation, imaging, and treatment all in one location. So join the hundreds of people who have already experienced healthy and great-looking legs with the help of our team. Call our prospect office today for a consultation. 203-758-7700. Naugatuck Valley Radiology. Less weight, less worry. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place. 
And we're back with your Palisher Place. And Tom, thank you. I know you have to leave us, so thanks for helping out with our trivia segment. And now I am so, so honored and pleased to be able to have in studio this morning Charlie Monaghan, who, um, you know, Charlie, I met you when our kids were friends back in, in the grammar school. and the dark uh, ages. And, and your wife, Marsha, and we have mutual friends. So, But this is such a pleasure because, um, first of all, you're here to talk about the book you've just written and I have to say I did really read it. I downloaded it as soon as I knew it was available um, because that story about Carrie Walton has intrigued me too. I mean I've only known little pieces about it um, so I really wanted to read it and because I know you I wanted to read it so thank you for being here. Well thank you. You're welcome and you know Charlie for those of you who might not know um, he he is a Waterburyan through and through um, I think from his birth that's I, I actually made a note for myself it's almost your birthright to have written this book. Well, I drank the water from the Terry Welton Fountain <laughs> there you when go. I was a young boy so I was You're, I could never leave. You could never leave and certainly not in your spirit or your heart I'm sure. Um, Charlie's family and his dad was um, uh, the mayor of Waterbury, governor. Um, no, congress. Congressman, I'm sorry. Yeah. Congressman John Monaghan, of course. And um, grew up here. And he was the editor of Connecticut Magazine. And we, we dearly miss him there, I have to say. Thank dearly you. miss him. Uh, but he's gone on to some wonderful new adventures, and um, one of them is, of course, this book. But before we even talk about the book, you also are a playwright, so that's why I had you sitting in on our last segment. I wasn't very helpful, though, <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> but you're a man of words. You're, you're a wordsmith, as they say. So how did this book come into being? What was the impetus? Well, I, w- I had wanted to try to my hand at fiction for a long, long time, uh, and I had a few efforts that never really got started over the years. And after I left uh, the magazine, I had some time to, to think about it. And I started thinking about subjects that I knew I knew kind of had a head start on. And, uh, you know, you, you always come home when you do that sort of thing. It's like when I wrote a play, it was about the Mad Bomber about George Metesky, who was a, a local boy. And uh, I, I started thinking that I wanted to write a book about Rose Hill, which is a house that's still there on Prospect Street. And it was uh, built by the Scovilles, and then the Weltons lived there, and then the Chases lived there for a long time. And it's a fantastic house. It, it's almost out of fiction when you look at it. Um, and, and recently in the news, just yeah. coincidentally. Yeah, the city owns it now. Yeah. Um, but as, as time went on, I started thinking, I, I saw the story of Carrie Welton kind of emerging. And you don't know, you, you've, you're familiar with the name if you're from Waterbury, because of, largely because of the horse fountain on the green is something that she bequested to the city in her will. Um, you, if you looked at the history books, you knew that she was... She was born to a very wealthy family. She was an only child. She never married. Um, she was uh, sort of a reckless uh, child in the city. Um, she was known for wildly riding her horse through the streets and all kinds of weather and, and that sort of thing. So that you knew that much about her adolescence. And then there was nothing until she died 
um, mountain climbing in the Rocky Mountains at the age of 42. Uh, still reckless. You know, she was yeah, still being yeah. reckless. So there's all this empty canvas in between. And so I thought, finally... Um, I'm going to make up a story about her. I'm going to imagine Carrie Walton's life. And so I have her, it, it starts out in Waterbury with her adolescence at the age of 16. And she's trying to get out uh, of the city, get out of her house, get away from She doesn't have a good relationship with her parents. Um, she feels trapped. Um, and as a girl, a uh, teenage girl at that time, there weren't a lot of places she could go or feel comfortable going, uh, but she did end up escaping, this is my story, going to New York uh, for years and, and going to Boston and finding happiness, but then being pulled back to Waterbury and sort of a decline and a downward spiral. So I have a question. Now, so this is a, a piece of, I, I guess the genre is known as historical fiction, correct? Yep. All right. So um, how does it feel to take that literary license of a, a person who actually lived and you have some bits and pieces of, the li of their life, but now you're filling in blanks that, as you said, is totally of your imagination but is there um uh, i don't know a, a mantle you feel about that because some people will walk away saying this was her life some people will well i mean it's it's marked as fiction it is fiction it's it's uh, there's a disclaimer at the in the front that mm -hmm. says that you know that events and people have been changed for dramatic reasons um it's a very common practice in yeah. the literary world it has yeah. been forever really um so uh you you have to accept a lot of the names the narrator of the book um is frederick kingsbury right who is another real waterburyan right. who happened to in real life lived across the street from rose hill in a house that that some people might remember was the home of the YWCA mm -hmm, uh, sure. for many years um, before it was torn down. But he was a real person, too. Um, there's more known about him, but he seemed to me to be the perfect person to narrate Carrie Welton's story because he was something of a writer himself. And he is depicted in, in the most sympathetic possible way. His wife, also, I didn't think anything of her when I started out the book and she was a Scoville Alethea Scoville and she just emerged as I wrote she uh -huh. just became a full blown character uh -huh. there's nothing but a sentence in the history books about her so wow. that was fully made up uh, wow. what a what a fertile mind you have then because <laughs> I mean and you're right um, um, Mr. Kingsbury it, it seemed logical he, they were close neighbors that's true and that he would have been an observer of things going on. A question. How Carrie's father died. Part, part of that's true, isn't it? That he was he was, according to all reports, he was kicked to death by a horse. Right. And it's sort of become legend, and I don't know how true it is, that it was Carrie's horse uh night that kicked him and kicked him to death. So it's always been Peculiar to me that instead of raising a statue to her father on the town green, mm. she raised a statue to the horse that killed him. Mm. So mm. that tells me 
there are some issues in that house. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so I, I kind of took that as part of the the, the uh, backstory um, as I developed the characters. I have so many questions that are going through my head right now because just thinking about, I mean, many people can have an idea, but to actually be able to put into words in a logical order, you know, and weave all the details together, I mean, I think that's just... I'm I'm in awe of that. Well, you know, you don't really know where you're going to go when you start out. And the hardest part is just making yourself sit down and pound it out, Mm. you know, every day. Or I did this over the course of about two years, mostly um, on weekends and in spurts, kind of. Uh, And so it, it... and there's a lot of research to do, too. Sure. Well, I was going to ask you about your sources, and I'm being told we have two minutes. The two minutes, and I, I could talk to you for another hour. Um, but what were some, what was some of the research? Where did you go to well, find for, the for bones Waterbury, of the story? Well, for Waterbury, where there's a lot, uh, the greatest source is this, there's a three-volume history that was published in 1895, by, and it was edited by Reverend Anderson, who was at St. John's Church. It's a fantastic history of Waterbury. And so a lot of the characters, a lot of the events, a lot of the flavor of that time I got by reading those books. All right. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't. People are listening. We've got them on the edges of their seat. They want to know more. They want to read the book. So where can we get this book, Charlie? Okay. Well, locally, you can find it at uh, the Mattituck Museum shop. Okay. Uh, It's a John Bale uh, bookstore, bookstore on Grant Street. Um, it's out it, at the Hickory Stick bookstore out in Washington. Okay. Um, and if you can't get to any of those places, it's of course available online. Uh, you know, at Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com and and some other sources. This is a fascinating read, people. So um, I would encourage you to go to one of the, our local bookstores, pick it up. Um, I couldn't wait. I had to have it in my hand immediately. That's why I downloaded it. But um, it, I'm, I'm a lover of books. So, you know, by all means, buy the book, buy the hardcover. Charlie, thank you so much for being here. And I think we might have to have you back again to talk some more because you're just, you're interesting. Thank and this you, is Sherry. an interesting process to and to to know an, an author and one of our local people. I wish I had more time. Um, remember that this is your palace, your place. And if you have ideas for upcoming shows, would love to hear them. You can reach me at the Palace Theater, uh, 203-346-2000. Go to our website, palacetheaterct.org, to see all we have going on. And, of course, go to the website for visitconnecticut.org because you can find out the plethora of things going on in our wonderful state. Uh, Until we meet again in June for our next edition, I encourage you to do something you love with someone you love and stay tuned for Larry Rifkin and the local news coming up next. Bye-bye. Entertaining new possibilities The Palace Theater, your palace your place. Shows for the whole family Waterbury Palace, your palace your place. Waterbury Palace Theater Your palace, your place.